like a really wordy <laughs> intro, too. I've got a lot oh, to That's all we got. No shit. All right. Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast. Paul's killing me over here. A lounge like pub style drinking show for Crams and artists from All Walks of Life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Man, that was hard to get out. Today's topic is focused around cinema. Let me get serious here. And cinema to me is the greatest collaboration within the arts. From sound and music to composition and visual storytelling with cameras, movies are the escape for many and also the projects of many skilled creators. Before we get into it, allow me to introduce the one person who I know could find something to be happy about even when lost in the desert. He's like a particular spice in your favorite dish. You know, the one you'd miss if it wasn't there. The undeniably and underappreciated Sunday drinking companion, Mr. Paul Ramey. Hello. Hello. Am I underappreciated? You are. I felt like I was very appreciative. Now all of a sudden I felt like now I got complex. You're like the important spice. All right. So I was... The, the, cumin. What my, <laughs> I wouldn't think cumin. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, we're, we're... For everybody listening, we're, we're having a really rough time getting this show going because we just, you know, laughing and having a good time. Speaking of your favorite spice... We've got a neat little drink today. It's a posh spice was it, my favorite. Really? <laughs> anyway, the drink oh. <laughs> to stay on topic is this is this tasty little thing crafted by the great people at Jackie O's of Athens, Ohio. It's called Who Cooks for You. It's a hazy pale ale. Jackie O's is yeah. based out of Athens. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Five and a half cool percent can. alcohol by volume. It is. The wife picked this up. It's got a. Oh, it's got her. a hooter on it. See? Oh, I like it. Yeah, a little, I'm going to hate this, owl. so just give me a tiny sip. You're not going to hate it. Uh, the art was by uh, Bryn Parrot or Perot. I don't know how he... Can I finish? Person. Can I finish? Dry hop. Ross Perot. Anyone? <laughs> not the same. Are we going to talk about it's, the issues? It's not spelled that way. Oh. It's P-E-R-R-O-T-T. I like how they actually give credit to the artist. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, dry hopped with Citra and Mosaic Hops. So... I'm kind of excited about this. I really am. You haven't had it yet? I have not. Uh, oh, normally, what I've been trying to do with these shows, I've been trying to get actually, you know, the photos and stuff. Bear with me here for a second. Who? Who are you talking to? Everybody. Oh, every, everybody. Well, we're not live. I have to. Well, but... You hear that? <laughs> that's probably really annoying. We're professionals. <laughs> well, I know it's like I'm like getting I lower why, I and wonder, lower. I was going to ask you why the mic is so low. <laughs> anyway. You like to reverse Lemmy. Yeah, shit, I got beer everywhere. Here, this one's for you. All right, that's too much already. No, it's not. It's already even in there. Oh that's my! What she said, "There you go. Look at that. Look at that color. Nice, yeah. nice hazy yellow. Oh, this is gonna be so bad. Oh, it smells so good. There's a citrusy smell to it. It's not an IPA. It's a, it's a pale ale. Topped with extra citra mosaic. What's it say? I can't read it. Crafted with uh, the very top line. Yeah, I was trying to read that. Hopped with, uh, and I already read that to everybody else. Everybody listening at home, I'm sure already got this figured out. Hopped with Citra and Mosaic hops. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Is it? Do you think? I love Jackie O's. I'm sure it's not terrible. You're a beer guy. They don't make terrible beer there. Talk about it. What do you think? It tastes like dirty dishwater to me. Mm. Yeah. When have you ever drank dirty dishwater? That's that's curious. It's it splashed in my face before. When yeah. Oh, a little in my mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> right. I just, yeah, I don't like this. This is good. <clears throat> you really don't like it? Mm -mm. I didn't figure you would. 
Uh, well, I've lost all my sense of taste and smell, so, I mean, that's pretty good. Mm. <laughs> Listen to him. He lost his sense of taste and smell, but it's not very good. He doesn't like it. No, I don't Go like that. Go figure. All right. We're going to we're gonna argue. To me. We're going to argue about this one. All right, that's cool. Because I, I like it. Yeah, but you like beer. I like I like beer. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I can't deny it. So, All right, well, good show, Mike. Yeah, it was a good show. That yeah, was a good show. I'm sure everybody listening is thinking, okay, so what's the deal? <coughs> what is the deal? What is the deal? Why Why are we talking about cinema? I've, I've on a, I watch a lot of movies. Watch a couple good ones this I, week myself. I, really? What'd you watch? Watched uh, uh, Unforgivable yeah. with Sandra Bullock. On okay. Netflix. I did. Yeah. Very good movie. Yeah, I think we might watch that tonight, Very I think. Good. Hope she didn't watch it last night because I'm kind of worried she did while I was in here doing notes and finishing up my last commission. Thank God. It's uh Oh good. Yeah, it's currently December twelfth for us. And I know the show doesn't come out till the twenty seventh, but I'm finally wrapping up everything that I have to do for my customers for Christmas. Which means I only have three more commissions to do beyond Christmas. And I can finally be done with that. Hell and, yeah. And I can Kind of look at things and go, you know what? I, I really need to start saying no better, like we talked about in the last episode. But nonetheless, I want to stay on topic. We're getting, it's like a conversation too easily. Yeah. We just, we sit down and record our conversations. That's what it's supposed to be, a pub-style drinking show. It is. Well, we're in a pub and we're having a conversation. Yeah. Like two, two, yeah. two artistic guys walks into walk into a bar that yeah. can't talk real good. Yeah. And we record it. Yeah, two... Two guys. I watched the new, <laughs> I watched the uh, latest uh, James Bond movie too. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. What'd you think of it? I, I liked it. That was yeah. good. It was a nice, uh, nice bookend to the to the uh, Daniel Craig series. It, it was a nice ending for that. Yeah, uh, I didn't quite care for the way it was. I just didn't like the ending. But you know, it's me. I don't like endings of most movies. I'm gonna be honest with you. In fact, the movie we're talking about today is Dune. Part one, not not the nineteen eighties. So there was no ending in this because it's part one, right? Right. So was so, you satisfied with this ending? No, because and and even though I'm looking at it, going, all right, the writers have to leave it open ended. I get that because of everything, and they don't want to have a four hour, five hour movie because you know a lot of us are old and we can't sit that long for a movie, right? You know, um, yeah, I. I <laughs> I don't want to go into details on that, but you know, I could easily sit for four hours and watch a good solid movie. And if they would cut out a lot more things, I think I could probably get it. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna preface this whole conversation because I I, I feel like I well, let me back up. I purchased the movie, right? So I could watch it, I could watch the extras. I'm very much into the extras. The the creative aspect of movies in general usually interest me more than the movie itself. I mean, almost always. Mm. I'm, I'm a lot more interested in why they put a light where they put a light or how they lit a room or the sound, you know, who, who did the score, right? You know, who, who came up with this? How in the hell did they make that noise? You know, <laughs> things like that. So now that I've got that out of my system, this was far better than the 80s version. Did you like the 80s version? No. See, I remember liking it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. But I remember thinking it was cool. Yeah, I didn't like it. Now, maybe if I read the book, I'd be more interested in it. And this this is truly sci-fi fantasy. 
right? There's there's nothing more out there than this. I what what really got me excited about this one was all the other projects that some of these uh, folks have put together. And let me let me pull that up on my system so that I I don't mess anybody up uh, in terms of you know who did what. But uh, director Denny Villanueva, is that right? I don't know. Villeneuve. I don't know. He's he's French, so I may be pronouncing his last name wrong. Um, I looked all over the internet for someone to actually say it, and I've heard it like 15 different ways, so I don't, I guess it really doesn't matter. But anyway, the uh, Dune Part 1 was a 2021 movie rated PG-13. It's two and a half hours long. Um, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen it, if you haven't watched it and you don't want to get any kind of spoilers, um, turn, go, turn go us off. yeah, turn this off. Go watch the movie. Come back to this. This would be a good one uh, to watch. But it did come out, what, October? I think that's what, yeah. You can it watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. You yeah. can see it in theater too. I think. Yeah. I got mine on uh, Apple uh, through through the library there that I use and basically downloaded it because it comes with the Apple extras where you can watch the the extra kind of stuff that I enjoy. Um, if you go online, you can watch trailers of it and stuff. The trailers are actually really interesting to me, but. I had some problems with this movie. We'll come back to that because I, I think. Yeah. I think as an as a movie as a nerd for Dune because mm-hmm. I, I think you're more of the nerd side of this conversation today on Dune because I, I just storyline I'm still really stuck on why what's where's the real story here yeah it doesn't really hook me no. like a lot of movies do no that's the thing that it jumped right in and and you got these three different factions but it doesn't really for a movie that that was that long. It didn't do a very good job of building the, the 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 tension you needed to understand why these three factions don't like each other and why there's right, right. all this. You were just supposed to accept that, and then here we are. And I didn't feel in like, the female order, the 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 women. I, I don't know the name of what that order is, but yeah, they're like the, they're like witches, yeah. so to speak, or spiritual people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have a bigger hand in all of this than what the movie was able to put out there yeah. uh, is it the director's fault i don't know is it the editor's fault i don't know it, it's a collaborative effort so i don't really think anybody can be blamed for any of this I'm not saying it's a bad movie no i like the movie yeah, you know, overall i like the movie but i just felt like it was parts of that was rushed and for a movie that long there was no development yeah there was no emotional uh i didn't have any emotional yeah ties to these factions and why they didn't it just Okay, they're fighting. I, I don't know. I just felt like they could have done a better job with that. But visually, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I, I got I to gotta interject here because you were talking about story and what really gave you impact. The most impactful moment in the movie for me is going to sound ridiculous for people who've seen it. Early in the movie, earlier in the movie, This again, this is part one. There's going to be a part two coming. This is a hero's journey of uh, Paul Atreides. Uh, the the son of the duke and lady of the Atreides house. In the beginning, uh, when they when they get to the planet, the desert planet, and I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the planet. Actually, Hoth. it's not Hoth. Hoth. <laughs> wrong wrong franchise. Sorry, tattooing. Wrong franchise. Wrong franchise. Um, when they get to the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, <laughs> it's similar to that. Uh, <laughs> there is a gardener who's watering trees 
and they're protecting these palm trees out in the middle of nowhere. So ecologically, this planet has had the potential to be green and mm-hmm. full of water and, you know, just habitable for human beings. But because the spice is so important to the empire, so to speak, to everybody, not, not that empire, not the one, you know, <laughs> let's not cross genres here or cross movies. Swords. Yeah. <laughs> um, the impact for me was later on when they were attacked and the trees were shown to be burning. That actually had more emotional oh. impact of anything else that. in the movie. Yeah, that's, I mean, but to that's me. good. They foreshadowed that specifically for a guy like you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. damn good editing. Yeah. yeah, it really is. And uh, I, can't, I can't even... They're showing the I'm, everything I'm looking at is showing the cast really well, um, not the crew, but you know I'd, I'd really like to give the the art designers I thought did great. I, I thought it was visually it was very, very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I totally agree. They didn't change the one guy's name, and I saw he they've been getting roasted on social media for it. But I mean, it is kind of it bothered me. Yeah, go on with that story because there's there's deep into that. Duncan Idaho, yeah. what a stupid name! I know I it's just, so stupid. It takes out, of, out of all the names that they used, he's the only one that sounds like a porn star. Yeah, you I'm, know, I'm Duncan Idaho, <laughs> yeah. and Jason Momoa did a great job. Oh yeah, he did. He did. Duncan Idaho. Yeah. It's just a dumb name. It I mean, is. A, even, I hated it the whole way through. I'm glad you brought this up because I mean, I really did. Well, it's been. I mean, there's whole social media things about this. It's like. <laughs> Apparently, that's the name in the book, I think. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure it is. Sometimes you got to so, change some stuff. Yeah. The film editing, by the way, was Joe Walker. Uh, he's a fantastic editor. Uh, he? Yes, he is. The uh, Stellan Starsgard. Stellan Starsgard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was the most terrifying. Right? When he, ra- when he raised up, oh, just yeah. floated in the air. Yeah. Just. Just across the table, like, yeah, like it was. And so he's good. fucking huge, man. Yeah. He's just a big fat guy. Yeah, he's like the Jabba the Hut of you know of Tatooine. Yeah. I know there's a lot of similarities <laughs> here, but I don't. It was funny you say it too because it's I, like I, a snake I, snake thing. Yeah, I purposely don't really look at the cast too much before I watch a movie because I want to get experienced into like, oh wow, look at that. That's that's so and so from whatever you know. And I kept every time they showed his face, I kept going. I know him from somewhere. Who is this guy? And it wasn't until after I looked it up, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's a nymphomaniac, one and two. Yeah. What? (laughs) Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Lars von Trier. Yeah. You ever watch any of his movies? No. Uh, We probably shouldn't get into it. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. Uh, Music was by Hans Zimmer. Uh, I want to bring up a couple of these because they they all deserve. Great composer. um, Yeah, yeah, fantastic composer. Uh, the DP, I'm having trouble finding the DP on this, uh, art direction was quite a few people, uh, Tom Brown, David Doran, Sammy Killaney, Tibor Lazar, Joran Porchik, I don't want to leave anybody out, Gregory Riger, Brad Ricker, and Carl Robert. It's a lot of people for art direction. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go through all this stuff. There's, you know, costume design, set decoration. We're we're going to get deeper into the whole artistic side of things, but I really would like to know who the DP was on this. Um, visual effects. Let's talk about visual effects because this this kind of 
them little force fields. I thought that was cool. Yeah, the, the their shields that they had on it were a, a wristwatch yeah. that controlled the shields. That was kind of cool. And they they alluded to this in editing too. Um, again, we'll get we'll get into special effects here just in a second. But what was interesting to me was that particular effect of the shield uh, seemed to be a little more. You know, the the sound was even kind of dictated by what the effects look like. Mm-hmm. You know, the the sound of of this and that. But they alluded in the editing, you could tell that you know a slow blade would get through the shield right but a fast blade wouldn't mm-hmm. and they're, they're into for those who aren't familiar again you're getting a lot of spoilers i don't here. remember that kind of thing in the original movie but i don't either I, it's been it, a while since i seen i just yeah. remember sting yeah sting was duncan idaho wasn't he uh i don't know i can't remember i can't remember either um casting was really good in this yeah it really was i mean i don't want to go and and beat them up over that um but in terms of special effects, typically movies like this use a lot of green screen, a lot of blue screen. And unfortunately, when you look at it and you dissect it, you know, the scene, that, that kind of that makes it look fake. And maybe that's why I don't like the 84 version or the 85, whatever, whatever year it was. They didn't even have blue screen then, did they? Yeah. Yeah, it just, yeah just a lot harder to key. And, and do things. And there was more matte painting in those days, mm-hmm. which you, you don't use anymore. I mean, not technically, uh, not the way it was. You, it used to be matte painting was done on glass and you photographed, you know, through the glass and, and that whole nonsense. Uh, now they do it digitally, obviously. Right. Um, but there, there's a, the lighting is just never quite right. You know, on whenever you light for blue screen and green screen, a lot of times it's a, it's a flatter, it's a flatter light a lot of times on the actor mm-hmm. or the light isn't in the right location for the scene. Mm-hmm. In this particular movie, one, one of the things I loved uh, during the attack, right, uh, on the city, mm-hmm. the explosions were going off. That was all digital, clearly, um, or at least enhanced digitally. Mm-hmm. You know, real explosions may be added with, you know, I'm going to say practical with, with digital but nothing that would harm the actors, right? And one of the things that's really impressive to me is that they didn't do it in a way that made it look like, oh, this was shot on green screen, they're running down through there, all the lighting on the faces are a little flatter or proper. They they went ahead and silhouetted the the actors. They were all dark, and the explosion was bright, and things were just more correct. Mm-hmm. So... You know, shout out to the director of photography on that because that was that was impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, that a lot of a lot of sci-fi movies get that totally wrong. They just screw it up. And I know that in this movie, looking at some of the behind-the-scenes things, they used sand-colored uh, backdrops so that instead of being green screen or blue screen, it actually had sand color so that the light reflecting was the proper color temperature. You know, versus. You know, seeing somebody wearing glasses or something had a, a green or blue tint to it, yeah, you know. Gotcha. So the, it's the little subtleties that really kind of take me out of the moment. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not like that for everybody. Some people can just enjoy it and, and be happy about the story and stuff. But I can tell you the the pacing of this movie was slow enough for me to get bored, but also had enough in it there to keep me interested, if that makes any sense. I was on that, it I was on that line. I get it. 
you know, because I'm right there with you too. I was I was just on that edge of I I can't watch this, you know. Right. But Pick I paid it for it, and we're going to talk about it. So right. I got to watch it all. Um, I keep sounding like I don't like the movie, but you know, I didn't dislike it. I I wouldn't give it like IMBD. Is that right? I am IMDb. Uh, the uh, the people on the internet who talk about movies and shit and keep all the information <laughs> for you. Uh, they gave it a rating of 8.2 out of 10. I don't know that I'd go that high. No. I, I think it's a little bit generous. <sighs> That's just me, though. I liked it. That's it. <laughs> well, we got a lot more to talk about on it. So <laughs> this is our final episode of the year. So to Is speak. It? Yeah, yeah. 27th. How do you uh, know? Maybe we'll do another one next week for everybody else. Well, we might. We might record another one, but this Go is the last one that's going to be published oh. this year. This is the final episode, the final countdown to 21 being done. Done and done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you into this? Who Who's walking outside? Do we really have a delivery today? Yeah, I thought you looked and seen it. I can find, I can see the reflection in my computer. Yeah. It's you like get, they you get own a fucking delivery every day. Every Sunday. Every time you're here is a delivery. Every time. Yeah, you you buy a lot of shit. Ooh. Oh, it's just every I guarantee I guarantee that box has Lisa's name on it. Because <laughs> because <laughs> I've kind of went through everything and said I'm done. But some of the cast, I want to I want to mention some of them. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, is that yeah. right? Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, he's worked on that, that movie uh, that I forgot already. The IGA. Yeah. It's an older 80s. It themed around the 80s time mm-hmm. period, but it's a horror movie. Is that right? I guess. Um, I remember the name of it. Great actor. Really, he's a great actor, I think. He's a little... Uh, yeah, he's a good actor and seems like a, he's in something else I was watching the other day, and he seems like a cool kid and everything, but... For this, he just seemed a little too pretty to me. And a little well, that's too, how the other, the 80s movies, same way. And I, I also it's believe. Kyle McLaughlin. He's not, that's not a pretty guy. Yeah, but I, I think, I think based on the storyline, they needed somebody that wasn't, that was still very green looking. Yeah. And he fits that part. I mean, it's, it's, casting was perfect for this, I think. You think? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I can see where you come from, but for me, it just seemed. He had a little bit of a punk attitude yeah. towards things, which I liked because it's like I'm I'm the chosen one. The thing that really gets me in this movie, and I know it's the storyline. I know they can't take it out, but the voice really. I mean, come on, <laughs> the voice. <laughs> I just I I can't, and I'm easy on sci-fi. Really, I like sci-fi movies. With the exception of Star Trek and anything Michael Bay did. It's Trek, not Star Trek. Right. Either way. (laughs) Anywho, speaking of how things cross. Swords. Yeah. uh, Oscar Isaac was in this movie. He, uh, you know. He was in a little movie called Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ex Machina. Yeah, not the best. Great movie. Not the best version of Star Wars movies, but, you know. (laughs) <laughs> whatever uh, Zendaya is in it yeah uh, she's a cute little girl um, we mentioned Stellan uh, Skarsgård uh, as Baron Vladimir Harkonnen 
The one that so, played his mom. I can't remember where I know her from, but I thought she did an excellent performance in that. His mom? The, the Baron's mom? No, the um, uh, Timothy Chalamet's. Oh, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one that played Lady Jessica yeah. Atreides. Uh, I'm I'm cheating here. I'm looking at all their names. So, I mean, I don't actually yeah, remember all these really names. Really good acting, and I'm sure that was hard to do with so much. Yeah effects that probably needed added and this and that a lot of times you can tell it's just kind of hard for them to act to a tennis ball or whatever they're trying to pretend is a big worm or uh you know the plane that they're going to add yeah i yeah. thought the dragonfly helicopters were freaking yeah, awesome ornithopters yeah 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 they were cool now i remember a lot of this shit from the thing that made me happy about the movie was you know you had the you had the spice harvesters you had the the worm, you had uh, the factory, the spice factory mm-hmm. that generates everything, and you had the, the the cannons that fired during during battle from the ground. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of the old video game that I used to play um, based on this. It was a, I think it might have been a Command and Conquer series. Remember, you know, like the role-playing games yeah. you get on a computer? I used to play those. Um, they had one based on Dune, and you'd go out and you'd harvest spice, and the worm would every now and again show up and, really? and yeah, tear up your, yeah, it was, it was a blast. It was so addicting. It was one of those things like, oh shit, it's time to go to work. <laughs> You're up all night long yeah. playing this game, trying to get a little further. Um, but yeah, the, there was, that's, that's my attraction to Dune. I started playing the video game way back when, huh. uh, probably, yeah. probably 2000, late nineties. I don't, I don't know exactly when, but it was a, Based on the Command and Conquer type series of games. So is this an allegory? Is this movie an allegory of spice to to um, oil? You think that that's a what yeah, that, yeah. What does if, commentary? Yeah, if it's social? if it's. I mean, it's it takes place what ten thousand something, uh, eight thousand years in the future. What I got out of it though that was really strange was they resorted back to sword play mm-hmm. versus guns. Yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, not a not a stitch of computers anywhere in the movie. Hmm. None. I didn't notice that. Um, I mean, I was I was looking so far in the future, thinking, okay, what what have they come up with? And these are the things sci-fi that I feel like in the in the basic writing of the stories gets lost in my brain because think about this for just a second. Their their biggest enemy. In harvesting spice is the worm. How does the worm determine where they are? Vibrations in the ground, right? Mm-hmm. You would think in 8,000 years we'd come up with a way of just floating above the ground. I mean, we're using this spice to travel through galaxies from one planet to another. They couldn't come up with an anti-gravity device that would keep the spice harvester above the sand. And they really needed something to come get it that had balloons on it. This is where I'm struggling here a little bit with with the whole concept. Well, they still got to dig it out of the ground. So even if they're hovering above the ground, it's still going to cause vibrations when they suck it out of the ground. Okay, maybe. But it's on the surface. I mean, they could just scoop it like kitty litter, right? Right. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but that's just in my mind. Use a big vacuum cleaner. and just Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You should write your congressman. Uh, I guess. I just, I I think. In sci-fi movies, a lot of times we just, we forget. And I guess that's where Star Wars and Star Trek have a, uh, maybe a little bit better futuristic 
handle on things. Star Trek got it right for everything but the teleportation, flip phones, yeah, and the computers and yeah, all this different stuff. We still can't teleport, yeah. but yeah. Artistically speaking, let's let's stay on topic with the the whole all right. um, collaboration among creatives. You know, we we just thinking in terms of acting, we play off each other quite a bit. There's 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 a bit of a outline that happens mm-hmm. for these shows, and I come up with an idea and I throw it together and just put things together, and we we just seem to do it, and it it happens, and uh, the collaborative effort is you and me discussing something, and then. I edit it and put it out there for everybody to listen to, and hopefully they're enjoying it. And I build pictures, we build pictures, I should say, in the listener's head of what we're talking about to get them thinking about their own creative journey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're two of the main people involved in this, and we're utilizing audio to do it and a little bit of writing. In a movie, there's so many other aspects to telling a story you know it's it's not a one-on-one collaboration between the author and the reader Mm -hmm. like in a book you know they're they're looking at it and saying okay whatever and and even visually when you go to a bookstore or you go online to look at books you might be attracted by the cover first Mm -hmm. you know I, i guess seriously if you're looking for a book and you're not looking for one that was recommended you're probably really heavily influenced by the cover did this movie the visuals of any part of it um stand out to you as if 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 you didn't know anything about the storyline or you didn't know about the movie you just were scrolling along and saw a cover does did do you recall the cover at all yeah a little bit and the way that that dune is written mm-hmm. is kind of interesting because it's not like fully formed mm-hmm. in the um not like the letters are weird and yeah, it, it yeah. looked like it looked like a, a computer generated version of Tatooine to me. Kind of what the yeah, looked, yeah, clearly it looked futuristic and spacey, but yet, like you said, they had swords and it's old timey. And I thought that the what they used at least for the cover mm-hmm. on HBO Max, I thought that that conveyed that pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with I agree with all that. In fact, yeah, costume design was very much. Well, driven I, by that same right sand people type, you know, <laughs> kind of look. Right. You know, I don't really know how to say it any mm-hmm. other way than the aesthetics of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing you talk about to to tie it in with you know art and the collaboration. I mean, you can just imagine four years ago or ten years ago, whenever they started working on this and and storyboard artists and and trying to put this together and <laughs> and how how they will come up with something and and I'm sure that wasn't the first draft of the worm and yeah somebody was like oh I really like parts of this or I like that and, yeah and somebody else seeing that it's like oh that gives me an idea and and you can just see how that can really be a a cool fertile thing to be involved in yeah yeah and you kind of have to wrangle it too because it can go out of well, kilter that, real quick well, that's why you got a director that's in charge of the whole thing yeah so. yeah. That's why they get the big money. And yeah, that's why they yeah. get to make make the decisions because you do have 
I, I think we forget how many artists, even as artists ourselves, we tend to forget how much goes into these things and mm -hmm. how, how, I mean, so many people is bringing things to the table and you got to have one person or two people trying to funnel this in together and trying to filter, filter out the, the bad and, yeah. and find into gems. And I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. I mean, thinking about my own, thinking about my own creative, um, mindset here uh, and looking back at younger me, I'd, you know, we've, we've shared this a lot on the episodes on the, on the podcast where, you know, if you must work, you know, do something creatively, I guess, cause mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've talked about how my work is totally different from the kind of work I do. Same thing for you. Um, if, if I were to go into a career, if I didn't live here where I'm at and, uh, I was looking for something that you would at least allow me to stretch my legs as a creative, I think the film industry would be the best place mm -hmm. for me to be. You know, because then it would be collaborative. It'd be fun. It'd be something I can be part of as a team. I I find that 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 kind of motivates me a little bit. I I like to be part of a team. Mm -hmm. What's well, like being in a band? You got somebody to bounce things off of. It's yeah. you're not sitting here just working on things all by yourself and making yeah. all your own decisions, which yeah. is great. But sometimes it's it's nice to have. Like I've said a million times, I'm in mostly I'm an eighty percent person. Yeah, I get you eighty percent of the way there, and I need some outside stimuli to e even give me the wrong information. It's like, no, I don't like that man. That that gets me the. Mm -hmm. I want to do the opposite of that. That gets me the other twenty percent. Um, music wise, there were some pretty strange scores. <laughs> Is that the right way to say it? There was just I don't really know what to even call them because there was uh, it was oddball mm -hmm. a lot of it, you know, but it was also engaging it it fit mm -hmm. if that makes any sense um there's a lot of female driven context in this movie and i think it's kind of interesting that they use a lot of female voices in the score mm -hmm. you know without actually singing a song it was just choir like female voices mm -hmm. am, am i making any sense yeah okay are. um and and then you know there's just some other other sound. I don't know how long ago it was you watched it, but a lot of it's still fresh in my mind because I was watching it last night. But um, even the part when they were at the uh, the military compound and they were getting all the soldiers together for the attack, and the dude was presumably talking to the soldiers. Such a bizarre sound, that low end rumble kind of um, almost aboriginal tone mm -hmm. to uh to getting whatever it was he was trying to say across because mm -hmm. it, it was unintelligible you know for us a different language um those kinds of i mean if you take sound out of the movie completely all you're left with is you know the emotional aspect of the actor looking at their eyes and body language things like that i guess so these things just kind of is music the icing on the cake? I mean, there's more than music, too. I, I, I guess audio design, sound design, you know, all across the board, it's, it's the score, it's the sound effects, it's the, the foley that goes in, you know, when then you see somebody walking across the sand. When they filmed that, that footprint really wasn't, or that step really wasn't that loud, right? Mm -hmm. 
but when they go back and they edit it and they add it in there, it's it's you're, you're a little more immersed. One dig at this movie though is the dynamic range of the overall um, audio in the movie to me was really distracting. I found myself turning the, the volume up, turning the volume down, turning mm. the volume up, turning the. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Yeah, you know, I know they whisper a lot in this movie. Yeah, you gotta I, have it loud enough to yeah hear it. But then you also don't want to blast them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like God, you know, just bring bring it down. I don't understand that. I really. And there's some YouTube um, channels that do that a lot too. They play their music, in my opinion, ten dBs higher than what it needs to be to get the point across. And I don't mean like the underlying music. I'm talking about the when they go off and they do one of their like they're they're talking to the camera or whatever and. They're telling you how they do something, and then they go do this epic, you know, slow motion mm-hmm. shit that everybody's doing for B roll. Like, oh, it's buttery B roll. Let's do this, man. And then they they throw this music in there that just takes you out of the moment. And this movie did that as well. It just the, some of the over the top audio took me out of the moment. Now, I'm not saying the score did or anything like that. Not not that kind of stuff, but just the some of the action sequences. The dynamics was just too high in yeah. certain spots. Yeah. I know we're really ragging on this movie the whole way through. Yeah, don't sound like you like it very much. I, I would probably give it a six yeah. out, of, out of ten. You know, a hard six. Yeah, you know, a solid six. Are you going to watch the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got to see what's going on. You know, this this particular part one, I think, was just kind of introducing us to the main character and how he was coming of age and becoming important. And uh, it led down to... Uh, the one-on-one combat that he did, yeah, you know, and, because he's got the mix of blood, and so he's the Jedi, yeah. and yeah, exactly, exactly, he's bring balance to the force. Yeah, yeah, it's the same, same. It's it's yeah. a good story is a good story. Yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah I heard uh, Opie talk about it one time. I hate to say Opie, that's not right. Ron Howard talk Opie about Cunningham. The, yeah, Opie Cunningham <laughs> for the young ones out there. <laughs> um. No, but listening to Ron Howard speak one time, there's only, like he said, there's really only about five stories to tell in the world. You know, it's just how we adapt each of these stories to fit a narrative. Mm-hmm. And this movie did fit a narrative. I mean, it did. Um, very similar to most of the fantasy sci-fi movies that deal with interstellar travel and things like that. It just, I just feel like there was something else they could have added that wouldn't have distracted from the book, but would have given us something a little bit more than a repeat of a story that's mm-hmm. already been told over and over. Maybe I'm wrong. There's there's probably somebody listening. There could be somebody listening who is just livid right now that I don't like the movie that much. Like, it, it's a perfect movie. It's blah, 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 <laughs> whatever. Uh, creatively speaking. I think everybody involved did a fantastic job on what they were doing. I think technically they pulled off a lot of very interesting and very difficult challenges to get where they, basically where they arrived, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, I don't think acting would have been very easy, especially if your name was Idaho, you know. Duncan Idaho. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I did see where uh, Skarsgård was... He was in he was in uh, makeup for like eight hours yeah. to get that fat suit on and stuff. That that was pretty impressive. I, that would be rough, you know. I'm worried about a two and a half hour movie, and he's getting ready for seven eight hours a day. 
That would be hard. Well, his facial expressions and his tone. I mean, he was terrible. It was the most terrifying movie villain I've seen in a long time. That really just mm-hmm. like, I just watch AI and I'm like, I am scared of this yeah. entity. Really? I didn't get that much out of it. Yeah, I, I, it really struck me. Really? Yeah, that was the highlight for me. It's just like, because there's, I've seen so many movies and seen so many stuff and it's like, I never... I can't think offhand a character that I believed as much and that was induced fear. I mean, it's it's kind of like how when Darth Vader would show up on screen uh, originally and you'd be like, oh, man, there's evil personified. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I'm just not that fast. We need somebody who can do this really fast. I was, I was trying to look up the word for what uh, a phobia is for fat people, but... Um. <laughs> You have a fat phobia. No. He's a big snake looking dude. He's a big looking dude. Yeah. Kind of scary. Batista was good in it too. I like Batista. He was. I I think he had, I would have liked to have seen more out of his role. Uh, There was a scene, and I don't know, I think this was in a vision by the protagonist. Um, Paul Atreides was his name in the the movie. I don't think we've actually said that yet. Um, Where he was in a suit fighting in the desert. I would imagine this is probably a scene out of part two. If I had to take a stab at or, it or part five, it possibly could be, but it was chore- It was overly choreographed fighting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. I, I, in fact, I don't like it in anything. I don't like it in the, uh, the, uh, like Kung Fu movies and, you know, think where they just, those laws of physics completely go away for the effect of, Hey, I'm on cinema. <laughs> Here's a fight scene. I'm going to do this. I hate that. That's really? another thing I just hate. I just can't stand it. You don't like wire tricks? No, not at all. Yeah, it's. I don't care for it. it unless it's like I Michael. Know going into it. It's like Michael Bay decided. Why hey, just second time. As Michael Bay became the new, uh, the new Jackson uh, Nickelback here or what? <laughs> Jackson Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. Michael Bay is the Nickelback of movies. Oh, come on, he's made some good ones. Yeah. Yeah, you, everybody's got hits out of those three. Doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I I'm not big on wires either. I mean, that was a big thing in the '90s. I think it was with the uh, yeah. what Crouching Tiger. Oh God! Yeah, but, yeah. but as long as you go into it knowing that this part of the yeah. thing, I don't have a problem with it. But I don't really care for it when it, the ducking tiger missing dragon, whatever. Won a bunch of awards. I don't care. <laughs> did you see it i couldn't get past the trailer i really if i can't yeah. if i'm looking at the trailer going really this is just ridiculous why 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 are we doing this you know give me a good old 1970s bruce lee movie where they actually punched people and fell on the ground not twirling around like a gymnast flying into the corner of the room apparently without any gravity So. <laughs> Well, say I, how you really feel. I just hate it. I don't know. Cinematics. <laughs> cinematics in this movie. We've got lighting, composition, and tone. You know, what was what was the real standout for for you in, in this movie as opposed to, say, other movies? You, you can even cross-genre this. I don't care. It, you know, compare it to the... It had a consistent you know, look. It did. I mean, I liked that. It had that. It was just like hyper-saturated kind of yeah. thing for me. I mean... That was the, visually it was consistent. All the sand. That yeah. blew my mind. Like, you know, 
as a gear nut, I'm thinking to myself, geez, did they ruin their gear? Oh, I'm sure some <laughs> of it did. So I don't know how much did of that was worm, added in post. Did the worm, you know, like how did they time when the worm was going to come up when they were shooting? Did they have to to uh, work around? That's a good question. When the worm might come and get them or, you know. Yeah, I haven't got to watch all the extras yet, so I'm kind of hoping maybe they discuss that a little bit. Did uh, they pay the worm? Because he was a good actor. <laughs> I mean, that's... Well, I'm sure the special effects team got paid well for making that worm. I don't know. Lighting, lighting wise, I think it was, uh, there's a couple standout places where lighting really got me. When they were going through the tunnels, mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to escape, those shafts of light in that tunnel, it's kind of neat to mm-hmm. me. You know, almost like, um, almost like the light was just kind of, like maybe it wasn't supposed to look fake, but it was supposed to look like maybe holes were drilled into the ceiling of the cave to allow the daylight to come in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the look it had to me. It was a little bit cooler than daylight would be, but I think maybe not. I guess when I'm thinking about technical shit, yeah, it was probably the right tone the right color. I did see a, a screenshot of one of the monitors from the cameras and it looked like uh, a lot of the scenes were shot at 5,600 Kelvin for all the nerds who are listening. Oh, really? Yeah. 5, I'm more of yeah, a 6,800 so 6, Kel. 5,600 5, is very much daylight. So like, like if you look out the window, that's, that's the appearance of 5,600 degrees on white balance in terms of cameras. <laughs> so I I find it <laughs> Jesus. This is this is the, this this is the thing though that gets me excited. I just you know swing <laughs> that was fifty six hundred Kelvin. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, man! That's fucking awesome! I know. Six hundred Kelvin. That's awesome. Well, in, in comparison, like uh, I know a lot. I know a lot of uh, like uh, another movie, another at least another cinematic thing that people can remember or relate to. Uh, Game of Thrones was typically around forty six hundred, so it's a even cooler appearance. You would think, hmm. you know, but it's actually a warmer. How tone. do you know that? Because you, you, when you see the monitor, you can read it on the monitor. You read it. You <laughs> yeah. read it on the Game of Thrones monitor. Yeah, yeah. Now I know in post they're going to do a lot to the the oh, Jesus Paul. You're just killing me. You're looking at me like like you just don't get it. Like like why are we talking about this? It's definitely definitely fifty six <laughs> Kelvin. <laughs> I didn't care for it because there was 43 Kelvin. Uh, go and back to 300 Oak Street. Be done with it. <laughs> There's some other cinematic references for you. Anybody listening? Um, I don't know. We we <laughs> Overall, the creative collaboration on this movie, I think, was just kind of intense. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, well, the thing that stuck out to me is there's a lot of actors of note, and it's so hard to get yeah. that many yeah. that many known actors in one movie. So, I mean, yeah. that, that's a feat in itself. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and presumably they all worked well together. I mean, we weren't on set, so we don't know what that was like, but there's always uh, an asshole somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Dakota. What was his name? Idaho. <laughs> Dakota, Idaho. Yeah. Duncan, Idaho. I mean, so what could they change his name to? So just for, 
just to take that because it, it did. It took, hey, it's Duncan Idaho, and I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it just yeah, took yeah. me clear out of the. I was like, that just just <laughs> is jarring. And I don't know whoever the fuck wrote this book and thought of that. Maybe that made sense back then, but I would have thought the director said, you know, maybe we can let's call him uh, Duncan Ides or <laughs> Duncan Donuts or Duncan Donut. Yeah, or Deke. I, <laughs> I don't know. You got all these space names, like Paul. And, <laughs> well, he was a really good alien, and then, right? And then uh, Frank Herbert, and right. then Duncan Idaho. I mean, what could they have called him? They could have used Jason Momoa, and that would have been less jarring. They could have just called him that. Yeah. <laughs> Jax. Jax Montana. I don't know. Um, I mean, Luke Skywalker, there's a name. Yeah. <laughs> w- was not the first name. It was Starkiller. Yeah. Which they used in a video game afterwards. It's one of the, they should make a movie of one of the best uh, stories in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. He was uh, Darth Vader's apprentice. Well, to go back to what we were talking about. I'm I'm trying to cut you off here because we're we're going to go down a really well, you're trying open but... open ended path. I could talk about Star Wars. Okay, for, okay let's go back to talking about uh, 56 Kelvin. Me- uh, it's 56 <laughs> Kelvin, and if he uses a, a anyway a defibrillator, uh, lens, and it makes the 96 <laughs> Kelvin look 32. Frank Frank Herbert. I'm cutting all that out, Paul. <laughs> Not really. I don't know. <laughs> Frank Herbert was the author of the uh, 1965 novel. 1965. 1965. 1965. Duncan Idaho seemed like a fucking badass name. It probably did. Um, He wrote five sequels. I didn't realize this. Uh, Really? Yeah. Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, Heretics of Dune, and Chapter House. Let me guess. Dune. Of Dune. Of Dune? (laughs) Uh, is Duncan Idaho in any of those two? <laughs> I would say. I don't know. Um, there's a lot to read here. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to go through the whole details of of everything regarding the book. Is he still alive? I don't know. Well, thanks I for nothing. I I uh, I just really I don't have all the answers. Um, he no. He he died in '86. He was only 65. Wow. So, um, yeah. So he never got to see this movie, clearly. Um, it's yeah. way to bring us down, Mike. You know, he never uh, got to see this movie because he was died yeah. 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I just feel like I really wanted to like this movie more than I did. And I, I, I know this sounds like a review. Oh yeah. But, Technically speaking, all the creative work in this movie was done very well. You, you like a lot of the pieces. You just don't think it 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 it, it reached its full potential because yeah. all the pieces were it, pretty kick ass. Story, story just didn't do it for me. Yeah. So I, I guess that killed it. And I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. I know they did not 5600 Kelvin. They didn't set it up. <laughs> they didn't take enough time to set it set it up. They did the little narrative at the beginning. Okay, mm-hmm. these all people all hate each other, and this is why there was no. You need to have a reason. They needed to take, they could have took 25 minutes and did a uh, backstory on on why 
why the one is supposed to be evil and why the one is is hates the other and instead of just telling me the thing well yeah. in the time of Jesus <laughs> of 56 Kelvin <laughs> the Cylons did not huh? do the thing you know whatever I just didn't feel like it it didn't make me emotionally invested it didn't me either I, but uh, boy I bet people was like man if, if they really they like this movie I hate to hear what they had to say about one they really didn't like. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear me talk about it. Like, you know, Hollywood Nights or something. Um. <laughs> Hollywood Nights. Yeah. I think I've seen that. Yeah. Isn't that the one with uh, the guy from Rockstar? Boogie Nights. Oh, that's Boogie a great, Nights. That's a yeah. great movie. Yeah. Really? You don't like Boogie Nights, seriously? <laughs> no. Oh, man, that's awesome. I can't tell if it's a drama or a documentary. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I do. I do want to know mm. what love is. What was your? Fa- <laughs> I want you to show me who. Who? Not what? Who who, who? who are you? Who was your favorite character of this particular movie? Duncan Idaho, or uh, <laughs> of course it is <laughs> Duncan Idaho, or um, uh, who's the other guy? The uh, the fight teacher. Um, oh yeah, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Yeah, whatever that guy's fucking name was. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ed, Eddie Ohio or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> those were my two favorites. Yeah. Um, Gurney Hollick was his name. Gurney. Gurney. Hey, Gurney. I don't uh, know. Was it really? Yeah. Gurney Hollick. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Gurney Hollick. Yep. That was the one. I guess there were some faux pas in the movie. They're not really faux pas, but mistakes. And you can read this on IMDb. Oh, really? Like IMDb. what? Uh, I guess... When meeting with Baron Harkonnen, the Reverend Mon- Mother refers to Jessica as Duke Leto's wife. Leto and Jessica are not married. She's his concubine. I don't know that that was really a goof, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think... I think that that was on purpose because... Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And, and there, I didn't even know Jared Leto was in this. Uh, not, not Jared Leto. Duke Leto. Duke, Jared Leto, yeah, he's going to be in the new M- M- Morbius movie. I'm really looking forward to Oh, uh, Leto Atreides. You're killing me here. All right, Jared making... Leto Atreides, Paul Atreides' brother. <laughs> anyway, move on. What was the other mistake? Um, you pissed me off. That, that was that was the one. There was one mistake, and what? that's not even really a well, mistake. Well, that was a goof. I mean, you know how the movie... You know. Like in Pulp Fiction when he calls him Brett and Brad. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, not really. When he tells him... When he's sitting on the couch and Samuel Jackson's in, in the room. He said, hey, motherfucker. And he, said, <laughs> he says, do you know why they call it Royale with cheese? And he goes, because metric system. He goes, check out the big brain on Brad. But then he says, oh, the, yeah. he calls him Brett. And yeah. I think, I don't know what the character's actual name is right now. I think it's, I think it's Brad. Yeah. But he calls him Brett. It would be Brad. And then he calls him Brad. Isn't that what the girl calls her car? Or I don't know. Kevin, Brad. Chad. Thad. That's a name you don't hear very often yeah, anymore, Thad. thankfully. But <laughs> but he calls him different names on on there if you listen to that whole monologue. So Yeah. That made it in. That's a goof. You know what I didn't do? Oh no, I'm about to lose my beer. I didn't do the last call. And that's like thirty minutes ago. Oh I know. Well you're gonna have to do some serious editing on this. I thought I am. I am. But you know, uh, at any rate at, 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 <laughs> at any rate, let's let's wrap this up. Um this this particular episode was kind of my my plan to get us into doing some more discussion on cinema. Oh, so cool. so I think maybe once every 
couple of shows or every every three or four shows later down the road, we might get into uh, a movie and kind of pick it apart and and do our thing. Not that we're pro movie people or anything like that. That well, we're I used part to of the me- movies. Uh, oh, on did the, you on WKKJ? I didn't know I that. Flaming Skulls was my. You were like Siskel and Ebert's yeah. son. <laughs> yeah, I would call Paul. in and and I would do my weekly movie review and I would give it. One to five flaming skulls. Really? Huh? I did not know that. That is a true story. That is fun. So if you heard that, if you can find any clips of Paul on WKKJ, I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Somebody, somebody listening, give me that. Um, give it to him. <laughs> no. So yeah. Well, and plus, no. what do you do a lot of times when you're meeting your friends and at a pub and you're talking about the you're arguing over. Hey, I like this movie. Well, hey, yeah, yeah, I didn't. yeah. Well, Spirited it, discussion. It, it's fun too because, like I say, we talk about the all walks of art as being artists from all walks of life. And what better outlet than looking at movies? Because there are so many different aspects of the arts in movie. Right. You know, I mean, everything. I, I just, we've we've talked about. We beat it to death, really. But um, I just I think this is fun i and again i I love movies so i don't know you got any final thoughts we haven't hit last call yet we'll that was last call we didn't really? yeah we everybody's uh, gonna have to drink real fast oh my goodness <laughs> bottoms up i just poured one final thoughts well yeah. the, my final thought is, is uh, movies are just like people mm-hmm. some people like them some people don't so like yeah. what you like and some you pay for some you don't <laughs> yeah true True. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Piracy is bad for all of us. It is. Do not pirate your movies, people. Seriously, don't. Just don't do it. I'm I'm adamant about that. I really am. I get pissed off when people tell me, oh, yeah, I don't pay for you. I got this thing on my TV where all I got to do is just plug it in and I can watch it for free. Mm-hmm. Really? You're you're taking taking food out of these people's children's mouths. <laughs> Their kids can't wear shoes. Because I don't know, I'm probably going too far. TV's with it. supposed to be free. That's broadcast, though. I know. <laughs> and and you get listen. That. I pay for a lot of streaming stuff, and I I uh, I pay for most of my things. Yeah. And if I don't, somebody else pays for it, and I yeah. get to watch it through them. So. Yeah, movies, music, art. You know, all these things. Pay for it. Somebody's you're you're supporting somebody's art so they can do more. That's right. kind of if somebody shit. posts a picture on Instagram you really like, then just take a screenshot of it and print it out, and then you can have that, and you don't have to. It's it's well like, since since we're going there, why don't you just take something you found on the internet, turn it into an NFT, and make it yours? You know that's what all the kids are doing these right. days. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Other than the fact that I've seen a few artists, this is for another conversation, but I've seen a few artists who I admire online get really pissed off that they found their art already made as an NFT. Oh, that would not, yeah, that's not cool. No, it isn't. Cause there's no, it's like the wild West. There's no governing factor. Who's going to go back and say, you can't, you know, how do you fight that? So you hire a lawyer, a good one, and you go copyright infringement on this person who made the NFT and just really completely rip them apart. And that way, everything that they made on that NFT should come back to you. Plus, all the ten percent, you know, additional charges or fees this this person would get for every future sale should go back to the artist, not this person. I don't know. 
I'm getting off on a tangent. This really bothers me. Bothers I'm me a lot. I'm one of one of your paintings. See how that works out. No, don't do it. Under my assumed no, name. Don't do it. Duncan, Idaho. <laughs> Duncan, Idaho. Yeah. Be like Duncan, Idaho, dollar sign, 1966. <laughs> 69. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Paul, it was a pleasure. Was it? It was. It was. It was. I even watched a movie I probably wouldn't have watched because I thought. You wouldn't have watched this normally? No. because oh, that's I, sad. I, that I, makes I, me sad. I had recalled you saying something to the effect of I've seen it before and, or watched it or something. I thought, okay. I'll just make sure. And then when I texted you just to verify, because I was that anxious about it thinking, dude, I don't, I don't want to buy this if he's not watched it. And I thought you had HBO. I no, I canceled HBO max because the movies were starting to get stupid. Now all of a sudden they're, they're putting out these only, if I had to go to one streaming service, HBO max would be that streaming service. There's so much good content on there. Yeah. I don't know. They don't have the tiger King though. Watching this, <laughs> it's, an, it's another one of those ones. Just make so, it, make it go, make up, it go away. As we're wrapping up, are you excited for the Matrix reboot? I am actually. Um, I am. What about the new season of The Witcher? I think that starts next week. Yeah, I've been following up on that. Um, you watched the first season. I'm watching it again right now. Actually, oh, that's so good. I started watching it last night while I was doing my my last uh, bit of drawing and painting. Um. That's another one. I mean, we could really get into all kinds of things here. Yennefer. What kind of name is Yennefer? Better than Duncan, Idaho. It, yeah, probably. Geralt. Yeah. That's a good... Yeah. Tris Marigold. <laughs> Philippa Isle... Isle Philippa Islehart. Yeah. you imagine naming your kid that? Philippa? Philippa. Yennefer? I don't think Yennefer's that bad. Because she go to school and be like, is it Philippa or Philippa? It, she, it, he. I, I'm not even going to go there either. I just realized I opened a can of worms on that one. God, it's so hard in this current age to even say anything on your mind about somebody getting pissed off. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. Somebody's always going to be offended by something. Yeah. What movies, if you're listening right now, what movies should Paul and I look at oh, yeah, like and this. watch? If you can give us an idea. Send us an email. Let us know. Do people do that anymore? Yeah. Email, they still Yeah. Email. I mean, you can text me, too, if you know my number. Go to my Discord. Say something. If you're on one yeah, of the other Discords I'm part of, like just catch me on Twitter. Twitter is probably the best place to go. Actually, just DM me. Watch this movie. Slide into Mike's DMs. Yeah, at, at Michael Worth on Twitter. That's it. It's easy. So easy. I love Twitter. Actually, Twitter is the best place to I catch me Twitter anywhere. so much. Do you? Oh my god, I hate it. It's my favorite. I know. I hate Facebook. I do. Anymore, I'm only on Facebook to message people, and that's it. I get on there and see what silly memes my wife is posting, and I giggle and I leave. That's about all I do. This was a difficult episode for me. Why? Um, I don't feel like I'm really in the game on this one. Uh, I struggled with this movie. I really did. In fact, I was sitting there last night drinking a hazy IPA, not this one. Uh, it was a hazy IPA. This is a hazy pale ale. And um, <laughs> to be specific, it, it was it was brewed in sixty five Kelvin. Not to be confused with the the extra hazy IPA. It, it had a slimline stapler. 
And I'll burn the place hey, down. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a swing line stapler. If that's the last thing I take out of that place, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> it sounds like you didn't really like the movie. I, like, are you sure we're at six? Yeah, six. six yeah, six. If you look at like a like a grade, they got 60% out of 100. So they, they didn't fail. <laughs> but they didn't live up to their potential either. You know, technically speaking, everything like, again. I want to. I want to iterate. Yeah, they did. I want to. I want to express the fact that technically speaking, all the artists involved in this did a fantastic job on what they did. I think where it failed was the storyline. I just think the story was just. It's not as impactful as what I'd hoped, and not picking on the original author of the book, but that's where a lot of this falls. It doesn't though. Did a fault? Have you read the book? <laughs> No, I haven't, but that's, I know that's where they got the storyline. So, I mean, right, but they, they, they it's just not a it. good story. How do you know, though? How, if you I read don't, the book. I know, but I don't feel like it's a good story. When I watch the movie, it's just not a good story. See, now I got to put this back in the show somewhere else because that's, it's good content. <laughs> and it fits better. This, do, I mean, did you like it more than a six? Probably six or seven, yeah. Okay, so you, you give them average. But I'm just saying, and I agree with you. I think this the story, like I said, there wasn't enough development, and and the story could have been better. But is that the book's fault or is that the script's fault? Is that the director's fault? Was there more to it that they? Yeah, got? yeah. Maybe the screenplay and the script had had a lot to do with it. I guess. I mean, it's it's possible. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's something that you know you could probably look at and say let's. Let's cut this. Maybe it was the editor's fault, honestly. When the editor, um, not not putting blame on COVID or anything like that, but I know when they were making this movie, they had to break apart. And instead of being together, they had to start moving into other areas and and say, okay, I can't sit with you in this room to do this. I got to do this instead. Maybe there was some uh, disconnect between the director and the editor on this. I'm starting to feel this beer a little bit um because i think that i think the editor was i think he's a great editor i really do um i i just wish the pacing was a little hotter no I wish you know it. um it's not all his fault maybe we'll watch a movie that you really love and i really hate or vice versa and that'd make for a very spirited conversation it would it really would. I mean, there's a lot of movies I could just just go through and say I'd love this movie. Um, in fact, I'm going to say it. I watched, and this is the whole reason I wanted to talk about a movie today. As I was, you know, I got a little tired of watching The Witcher. I was in here for hours yesterday in the studio, just just painting and painting and painting and just hand cramps and everything. I was like, I got to get this done today, you know. Just really pushing the work. I'd, I'd had maybe 12 hours of, of solid work drawing and painting. Mm-hmm. And that's, for me, it's, that's too much, really. Six or seven hours of intense painting is enough. I mean, think of, think of playing music. Right. You know, 12 hours of music nonstop, back to back, you know, three-minute songs, five-minute songs. Oh, yeah. You know, your threshold's probably like mine. You know, six or seven hours, you're done. I, I, oh, yeah. It doesn't matter how much you love what you do. You just, you're done. And 
I'm like, I, I got to watch a movie. So I had Netflix on and um, this uh, movie uh, from the past popped up. It's trending right now uh, as, of, as of this weekend. Um, and it, the title's eluding me a little bit. Uh, citizen, something Citizen. Um, citizen Kate. No, no, not not Citizen Kane or anything no, like that. I thought there was one Citizen Kate that was. I don't. I don't think so. Citizen. Daggone it! Citizen it's, X. No, law-abiding citizen. That's it. Oh yeah, with the uh, Gerard Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic movie. That storyline engaged me. I think you'll like this, The Unforgivable. Yeah, I hope so. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I think. In fact, I think it was recommended after that movie being like something I should watch. So maybe genre wise, maybe I'm not as sci-fi fantasy as I thought I was. You know, maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. Well, we did a whole episode on the art of star Wars. So I think you're a pretty sci-fi guy. Yeah, probably so. I don't know. You just didn't like this one. Not that much. much. No, I, I, again, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier in the show. I actually really enjoy the extras more than I do the movie. And this goes with just about all movies. So I'm, I'm not picking on this one, but I've been diving into the extras and, and even the extras on this one just really kind of bore me a little bit. They would rather talk to the actor about what the actor feels versus showing another creative, hey, this is what we did for this scene. This is what we did for that scene. I think you can find more on YouTube that relates to that more than the extras in the in the the movie right. for buying it. So if you're on the fence of buying the movie or not, mainly and you're like me, mainly because you want those extras, just look on YouTube. You're gonna find everything you want to find there, I think. Probably more more than the extras that are that come with uh, the movie in the purchase. So I don't know. I think we're going over quite a bit. Share this episode. Subscribe if you are not already. And I'd love for you to leave us a review. I'm thankful all of you listening shared your time with us. And I sincerely hope this episode got you thinking about your own creative journey. Until next time, may your drinks be tasty and your muse thirsty. See you, Paul. I'm Duncan Idaho. (laughs) Signing off. (laughs) I don't care what you did with that hoe, but get out of here. I know. I know. No, you know. <laughs> to my Hummer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Macavoth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. For some reason, you're hitting the limiters this time. For real? Yeah, you're like really energetic well, today. I don't know what to tell you. I'm talking like I always talk. That's fucking weird. Last time you were here, it, it wasn't was like yeah. yeah. Is Mike's right at the same spot? No, it's keep... not. I and it. you're going to get quiet through the because you do every time. It's like by by thirty minutes into it, you're oh, quiet. Like hello. God right. damn. Let's just do this. Right, how's this? Probably. What about if you piss me off? When you piss, I'm like Mike. There it is. You motherfucker. You're spiking. Braveheart is a classic. <laughs> Classic dump. Here we go. (laughs) It's not the real brave art anyway. Jesus criminy. Okay, you ready? Mel Gibson hates Jews.
Jesus Christ. You got that one too. <laughs> oh, I can't believe. All right. He does. Oh, no, I does. I, I gotta I can't stay focused. The timer's on. <laughs>